The game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance. Now remember what Rob and I have said. It can always get worse, and it has gotten worse tonight as the last place San Jose Sharks beat the Edmonton Oilers 3-2. The Oilers playing catch-up again a large portion of the night. They threatened a lot as the third period wore on, but they could not tie it up, and their record sinks to 2-9-1 on the season. They have lost four in a row. San Jose has now won two straight. They're only two wins of the season. They are 2-10-1, a technicality here, but because I like accuracy, uh, technically the Sharks remain in last place in the NHL because they've played more games than the Oilers, but they both have five points. A 2-9-1 start matches the worst start in Oilers history. They also went 2-9-1 in 93-94. Worst start after 12 games, obviously, going to a specific point of the game. So it's uh, it's really bad, Rob. It continues <laughs> to be really bad. I mean, it's... Um, I, I'm actually going to start with the offense tonight. I mean, the, the goaltenders and, and the defending have been uh, absolutely hammered on. Um, but at the other end of the rink, uh, the power play goes 0 for 4. Two chances in the first period to get a lead before San Jose scores. A chance to tie it up with 2.12 left when you're down a goal. Over the course of this four-game losing streak, three goals on 49 shots against Dallas, two on 35 against Nashville, two on 43 against Vancouver, and uh, two on 41 tonight. That's a shooting percentage of 5.4. Like a lot of times if a team is shooting 7.5 or 8, they'll feel like, man, we're not we're not doing, doing enough. Um, and you you can't just always say, well, you got goalies. You got, I remember what Craig McTavish said to me on my show a couple of years ago. He said, it's the job of the high-end offensive players to overcome good goaltending. So, uh, I mean, this is uh, the chances, puck around the net. It's not going in. It's not. Uh, what we've seen in the past with the Oilers, especially with their best players, are, are the pretty goals, the, the two-on-ones, the breakaways. Uh, the tic-tac-toe on a three-on-two type of play. But the teams that the Oilers are playing have realized that that's how they usually get burnt, and they're playing a much better, stricter defensive coverage against the Oilers. They're not giving them the odd man breaks. The Oilers' best players aren't able to skate through the neutral zone and and, and come in on, on with speed with a two-on-one and, and just pick their poison. Which, uh, how am I going to put the puck in? Is it going to go, am I going to shoot? Am I going to pass? Everything the Oilers have to do now, they have to work for it. Uh, they're they're forcing Connor and Leon to dump the puck in, or if they try to beat one, well, there's a second guy there, and if you get past him, there's a third guy there. So the opposition has realized that we cannot trade chances with odd man breaks when the Oilers' best players are on the ice. And you and I have talked about it. We we point things out during the game. The Oilers have gotten themselves into trouble with some poor timing on pinches that have allowed the opposition to go in odd man break two on ones and breakaways tonight we pointed out three different times where Connor and Leon are on the ice and a San Jose Shark player defenseman had a chance to step up and get the puck and a couple of them looked like he probably would have got it but every single time they backed off said nope we're going to back off and we're going to make sure we have numbers back and that's how right now the Oilers are 5% or whatever you said on the shooting percentage is because they're not getting those grade A scoring backdoor one-time open nets because teams are playing them better and now they're having to force their way into the the slot area it's much easier to defend if you're playing like a half court defense and you're forcing the shot now we saw the desperation of San Jose jumping on pucks jumping on players holding sticks whatever it took the others had a lot of shots but they're not getting the easy ones that they've gotten in the past the uh, shot attempts tonight, so this is shots on goal plus shots that missed the net plus blocked shots, were 92-43 for the Oilers. Uh, San Jose blocked 34 shots. Uh, Edmonton blocked 12. You know, uh, I saw somebody post on social media uh, 
with too many passengers for the Oilers because they don't have enough blocked shots. I, I don't know if that's <laughs> – there's a lot of ways to criticize the Oilers. I don't think blocked shots is one because San Jose had a lot more opportunity to block shots. But as, as we've seen, and we've talked about this other nights, t- teams are just – I mean, the Oilers do have the puck around the net. I mentioned the last – well, not at times, but certainly tonight they did a lot. But teams, they all five guys are back. I mean, mm-hmm. as great as Demko played the other night, there were some sequences where there were f- four or five Canucks sort of lining the semicircle of the crease. You know, so good luck trying to get in there. And, and I mean, then the Oilers are not, it's hard to overcome that offensively. And then I don't think the Oilers are playing that desperate in front of their own net. Well, how often do we, well, let's look at the the one goal tonight that, who was it, the kid was in the, was it Eklund? Uh, Zetterland was the first period. Zetterland, goal. so he's yeah. in he's in the slot by himself. When's the last time you saw one of the Oilers have that kind of time in the slot by himself? It doesn't happen. The teams that are playing against the Oilers have a lot of respect for what the Oilers can do offensively, and they have five guys back. We're watching a lot of the replays right now because they have the replay in the game, and there's five San Jose Sharks all around the blue paint at all times. So you get that opportunity, but you're getting it with legs and sticks and gloves all around you. So it's not an easy shot. I mean, eventually Nugent Hopkins won, but that was with the net pulled, and there was only four Sharks out there. So the teams are making you earn everything. And the Oilers are, are getting their opportunities, but again, not getting the uh, the easy looks. They're being forced to earn it. And that's how you have to play against the Oilers. You can't trade chances with them. And if you do, we've seen in the past, the Oilers will score six or seven. And right now, the Edmonton Oilers are struggling to score. And when the Oilers make a mistake, and they made one mistake in the third period, they played almost a perfect period. But the one thing that you and I always talk about, if you're chasing a game, and the Oilers were, you have to play perfect hockey. And in the third period, one mistake turned into a two-on-one. Back of the net, turns out to be the game-winning goal. They just got a graphic here on... uh Sportsnet, I didn't have this myself. Uh, the Oilers have 35 or more shots on goal six times this season. They're 0 5 and 1 in those games. I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's a little nuts. I mean, certainly there are a lot of reasons why they're losing, but there are also some games where it's like, man, oh, man, how did they not get one or two more? It's, it, it's, I mean, if I've had some people texting me tonight or throughout the day when people are like, what's wrong with the Oilers? I just write back everything. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't really applaud. I guess you could applaud the penalty killing tonight if they actually killed off two penalties where the Sharks could have put the game away. But, but yeah, it's just deficiencies everywhere it's just not happening well you've got the greatest player in the world connor's now gone what seven games without a goal something along that line no points tonight their power play which was all world last year has two chances in the first period as you said to take a lead in the hockey game against a team right now that is lacking confidence in san jose they don't score and actually really didn't really didn't threaten their both power plays they had in the first period uh really created nothing and then you and a perfect storm happens for the Oilers at the end. They pull their goalie, they get a goal. They're within one. Mm-hmm. Off a of face-off, Connor McDavid gets tripped. You have a five-on-four, which is going to be turned into a six-again-four four, six for more or less the remainder of the hockey game. I'm thinking here, okay, this is where this is the break they needed, the chance they got. And for their power play not to produce in that situation. Now, they had chances. But they were the, the chances they got were the long bombs from Bouchard that sometimes find ways to get in. But on those ones, everybody's crashing the net, forcing the puck. You know what? If that puck's going in, it's going to have to go through us as well as the goaltender. Mm-hmm. And so the, the things that you th- always have taken f- uh, for granted, Connor and Leon, two points a night, and the power play scoring when needed. Those are the things that haven't happened this year amongst other things. But to me, those are probably the most shocking that we've seen this year. And there's a lot of things that have shocked us. Yeah. But having said that, this year is this year. And I'm, and I'm going to say this to anybody who is, uh, uh, you know, surprised, shocked, or upset losing to San Jose. Just looking at this season, this result is perfectly predictable. This was team number 32 against team number 31. This is exactly the game that team number 32 should have the best chance of winning of any game they're going to play. And Angie, I want you to play that little clip from what I said on overtime open line on Monday night, please. I fully expect the Oilers to lose to the Sharks on Thursday. 
I mean, again, prove to me you can win a game. And and I, I know, I know whatever negativity, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I've, I've you and I always know the two biggest complaints we get are that we're too positive about the Oilers or that we're too negative for the Oilers. <laughs> and often we get them d- during the same show, and it's like, well, whatever. But I mean, I'm I'm at the point where it's like, show me you can win a game. Like, great shots on goal whatever good things you can do, win a game. They well, continue to not be able to do it. Well, it's funny. When you you said it, 32 versus 31, that's the most excited number 32 in the league should be. The last place team is like, this is our chance. And 100%. But through, through the eyes of myself, and I still don't see the Oilers being where they are. I'm like, okay, there's no way they could come out tonight and not dominate this game. I mean, they came out in Vancouver and dominated a great Vancouver team for 12 minutes and outshot them 19-2. And then tonight in this game, uh, that push wasn't there. They had a couple of really good shifts that hemmed the San Jose Sharks in their zone, but San Jose did too. There's a shift in the third period where Connor, Leon, and Hyman were stuck in their own zone for a minute after playing in the offensive zone. Absolutely wiped them out at that point. Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> I, I honestly have no answers. I, I mean, just like you, I get texts all day long. Okay, what's going to be tonight? What's going to happen? And I was positive that this was going to be the Oilers' best game of the season. Positive. And there were glimpses in the third period, but they didn't play with the same desperation for 60 minutes. San Jose Sharks played with desperation the whole night. And at times they were hemmed in because their their lineup dictates they're not going to be able to dominate a hockey game. But their desperation and their willingness to do whatever it took, that was there for 60 minutes. And I give credit to that team tonight for doing all the little things as well as they could possibly do. And the Oilers didn't do all those things. And the Oilers didn't have the same urgency tonight that the San Jose Sharks had. 3-2 San Jose wins it. So it's a four-game losing streak for the Oilers. They're 2-9-1. Let's uh, hear from Jay Woodcroft. He's at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit eclipse247.ca. What's better defensively tonight? Did you just feel like you needed a, a break offensively to push that to overtime? Well, we gave up 16 shots again. We've done that a few times this year. Um... I think we had 92 shot attempts. Um, we were uh, unable to find an answer, but we were, we chased the game, and there were some, you know, I think costly errors that led to goals against. Um, you know, uh, disappointing. This game seems like one that has played out several times this year. Mm-hmm. How frustrating is that? Not fun not to win that game, you know. And, and as you said, it's happened a couple times, but I think. Um, you know, you got to take uh, the good parts out of that game and and bring it forward. And while well, at the same time, you got to limit some of the costly errors that ended up in our net. What do you think of your your power play right now? It doesn't seem to be. I think you know what our power play is usually indicative of our entire offensive game. And right now, we have some shooters that aren't uh, shooting at their typical rate. Um, it hasn't been um, anywhere near of what we're capable of. It ha- you know, hasn't been awful. It's created looks and had chances, but just like our five-on-five, it hasn't converted uh, when we needed it. And I thought, you know, I was confident in it heading into that last power play at the end of the game. Uh, we couldn't find it tonight. You lose a one-goal game, and I think your was over four on the power play. That's, you know, not typical of your team. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I, I didn't love our first two power plays in the first period. I didn't think we were sharp. I thought in the third period we had looks. You know, there was some good chances there. I thought, you know, there was one off the net to Hyman that uh, is normally converted. Um, but disappointing to go for four in a game where you're short by one goal. The first goal of the game, there's a shark in your low slot with yeah. nobody on him. Yeah, that's. I would bring that back even farther, though, Spec. I would say um, it started with a pass that is a fundamental pass that uh, could have and should have been made and handled. Uh, I got turned back in the neutral zone, got dumped back in on us. Um, there was a goalie handle that we'd like to have back. And then all of a sudden you find yourself uh, breathing through your eyelids and, and having to defend. Um, in that defending, you know, obviously um, when the puck is uh, outside the trapezoid or close to the trapezoid, you want to make sure that you're packed in tight 
we weren't. But uh, and that's certainly an error. But I would bring it even further back to those two instances, um, probably about 20 and, and 30 seconds before that. Did you think you were coming into an environment where the team had a newfound confidence after they got their first win? You know what, where we've been with our group, uh, we've spent most of our time focusing on us. Um, you know, obviously the other team played hard. Their goalie was uh, very good tonight, uh, and they were opportunistic when uh, the scoring chances presented themselves. Um, credit to them. Fathom where you're at right now in the in the standings. Mm, you know, I don't I don't look at it um, like that. I look at it as, um, you know, we have to do a much better job of um, securing two points. I think we've had moments, um, but we can be better for a full 60 minutes. I th- I thought we did a lot of good things. I didn't think anyone grew impatient, but in the end, uh, some costly mistakes ended up in the back of our net. And right now, when you're not outscoring mistakes, you have to find a way to limit them. This is a lousy question, but I got to ask it. You're you got a Stanley Cup contender that's in 32nd place here. Are you worried about your job? No, I worry about taking care of my daily business and my daily process and making sure that I give my players something to focus on and concentrate on. No one's happy with where we're at. We all own it. Uh, we can be better, and that's where my focus is. Okay, that's Jay Woodcroft after his Edmonton Oilers lose 3-2 to the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, Mark Spector asked him if he's worried about his job. Uh, I mean, look, we, we know... I mean, when they'd lost, when they were two and five or whatever they were, we were getting calls about firing Woody. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Ken Holland hasn't told us, uh, called us and given <laughs> us a tip. Um, I mean, if I guess big change number one was sending Campbell down. We'll see if they do anything tomorrow, or they or, or they wait till after the Seattle game. But clearly, at this point, there's almost nothing that would would shock me. I mean, we know it's hard to make a trade. Um, I do. I mean, Rob, you've we through our own professions, we've known a lot of coaches mm-hmm. over the years. I, I don't think they spend a lot of time worrying about their jobs. I think they they spend time doing their jobs. I mean, that's they, they he, it's, he, he's paid to coach and fix things. Yeah, you, you can't worry. But it'd be like a player worrying about getting traded. You just don't do it, and all of a sudden it happens. Um, coaches are, are, are like players that if there's someone that's better that you can find to make your team better, you make a move. If there's not, you don't. Um, I, I do believe that the GM would be in discussion with his top players to find out what's going on in the room. Why is this? Why are, are we in dead last in the National Hockey League? Uh, but when a team has the expectations that the Oilers had this year, by not just everybody on the outside, but everyone in that room and in the organization to be where they are, uh, yeah, it's something, in my experience, something usually happens. Uh, Jack Campbell going down, I mean, Jack Campbell, The game he went down after a game they lost 6-2 to Vancouver. He didn't play <laughs> right. in the game, and yeah. he was the one that paid a price. They were, they were not good in that game, and nor was their goaltending, but he wasn't the goalie. So the issues are more than Jack Campbell with this hockey team right now. Um, and all us, if we woke up tomorrow and there was an announcement, it would not surprise me. And if we got here to Saturday to do the game Saturday night and Woodcroft was behind the bench, it wouldn't surprise me either. But there, people talking about it and suggesting it, uh, perfectly acceptable right now because this is a team that uh, is probably 14 points below what they probably expected to have at this point in the season? Well, and like, more. and like I talk, I mean, early in the season, I don't say, well, the team's in or out. It's just probabilities. But mm-hmm. again, if you look at 95 points to get into the playoffs, probably, you know, it's usually around there yep. every year. Some years, maybe you get in a little less, but I think usually if you get the 95, you got a pretty good chance. So the others got five points. So, so they need 90 points in, what are we at now, 70 games. So they got to play uh, 20 games over 500 the rest of the way to finish 13 games over 500 at the end. And right now, again, they don't look like they can win one game, 
let alone well, <laughs> 20 more than they lose. Well, it, it, and it's some of the games, too. Like, tonight they lost to the, the worst team in the National Hockey League. But then they've also lost by multiple goals multiple time it's not as though they're you know they're they're losing by a goal playing well and get outscored by one or going into overtime and losing in overtime or a shootout i mean they've been beat handily a number of yeah times. that's right and i think that's the thing that's really disconcerting right now for the oilers is it's not just one thing that they can say we have to fix this we are a right-handed defenseman away from being mm-hmm. a better team because they're more than that uh and it I mean, it's, it's there's so many things right now you look at. It, their top two players don't look like their top two players. Connor and Leon have made have given the puck away more in the last five games than I would say that they would have in the in a 25 or 30 game stretch last year. Uh, their power play, which was automatic in any big situation, was it? They haven't got a big save all season long. They continue to give up odd man chances against the penalty killing is near the bottom of the national hockey league uh they're getting no depth scoring uh there's i mean there's a a laundry list of how many things have gone wrong for the oilers having said that any team that's in 31st or 32nd place in the league would have a laundry list of reasons why they're there yeah absolutely three two the sharks win it tonight and speaking of jack campbell he's allowed was uh four goals on 20 shots as the bakersfield condors lose to abbotsford 4-1 the out of town update for advantage trailer rentals your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals visit advantage trailer rentals.com there's already one goal that's uh been being played that's probably going to be on the blooper reels because the puck was bouncing at about the speed of a t-ball ground ball that somehow uh, got past Campbell so that one didn't uh, look great for him tonight we do have a winner Uh, Mike gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card he took the over in set the line for River Cree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it I set the line at 31 and uh, 35 and a half shots on goal by the Oilers they got the 41 again the shots in the last four games all losses by the Oilers they have 168 shots on goal and they have nine goals. That's a 5.4% shooting. So they are not not converting. Again, it's uh, all parts of the ice are a struggle for the Oilers right now. We'll get more post-game reaction, and uh, we'll hear from you as well. 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. We have Sean on the line. Sean, go ahead. Hey, Sean, go ahead. All right, well, we may not have Sean. Uh, do we have Brandy on the line? Brandy. Hello. Who is it? Oh, sorry, it is Sean. Okay, Sean, go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know what? I'm not that upset because this is kind of what I expected tonight, that we would lose this game. I mean, let's face it, guys, this season's toast. I mean, we're not going to make the playoffs. We can't even win a game at this point. I think this season pretty much ended opening night in Vancouver when Vancouver shellacked us 8-1. Um, it's just, unfortunately, you know, we just, the goaltending, the defense, just, we can go on and on. But I think at this point, a coaching change needs to be made, unfortunately, you know, with Woodcroft. I mean, we can't, you maybe let him coach the game in Seattle on, on a Saturday night and then just make the change after. I mean, maybe get a guy like Bruce Boudreau in there. Uh, it, w- it wouldn't be Bruce Boudreau. He, he wouldn't be a guy coming in. I mean, player, I mean, I I understand what you're saying. And at sometimes you make a coaching change just because you need to do something. Yeah. Um, I don't think Boudreau would be the guy. Uh, Gerard Gallant, possible. I think he might be he'd possible. Be, he'd be the, uh, near the top of the list. I mean, the best coach out there now, I don't know uh, if the NHL would allow him back in yet, would be Quenville. Yeah, he has to apply. To- he still has to apply and be allowed to be back in. And then it'd be one thing for him to do it now, but then another player in Chicago has sued the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't know if that would affect him coming back into the NHL already. But it, uh, you're right. It, uh, coaching change is strong possibility. I don't think Bruce Boudreau, I think Gallant would be the one that, from what I could see, would be near the top of the list. Yeah, I, I think so as well, if if that happened. I mean, there is a bit of a pre-existing relationship. I can't, it's, man, I can't believe we're talking about this. I know. I mean, and usually Jay, you and I don't. Jay Woodcroft has a better points percentage than Glenn Sather. <laughs> no, no, the first couple of years in the NHL, you know, the Oilers weren't were 
like you know 16th uh, when they made the playoffs in their first year that's like finishing 25th nowadays but yeah it is uh it, it is great but that's like sometimes the record just gets so bad you almost uh, again like we said the other night and this is an old hockey cliche you can't change 20 players or 15 players even if you'd like to well and nowadays you can par- barely it's change hard to change a couple or two, yeah. yes because of the salary cap yeah uh, two goals for the Oilers tonight. So that is a $200 donation to 630 Jet Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They're giving $100 every time the Oilers score. They're not giving at the rate they had to most of last season. All right, uh, let's go to Brandy on the Certainty Hotline. Brandy, go ahead. Hello? Yeah, do I have your name right? No, it's Brady. Sorry. Brady, my apologies. No worries. Yeah. Well, are you drinking brandy? That might help. I, I wish I was. Reed, it, it <laughs> might help. Uh, might help a lot. But uh, no, I just I got a couple things. Um, number one, I agree with the last caller. I think it's not Woody's fault, but probably at this point, it, it's it's got to happen. I, I would like to see. I, I'd like your thoughts quickly uh, after I kind of move on. But <clears throat> is there a possibility of? Uh, a man from Viking coming in uh, second. Um, I, I think that uh, with with Ke- Campbell going on waivers at five times five, uh, I think that's a fireable offense for Ken Holland. I would I would contend as well, and uh, and kind of just a difference. Of, you know, we've seen this in 2018, 2019, right? Like we yeah. we got off to that start, missed the playoffs, but those those were games where Leon and Connor were dragging us into games and were yeah. were really good and. That's not the case now. So, like, you know, the you're going to hear it from out east. You know, you are about all oh, Connor. Oh, I don't care about that, Brady. I, I really don't. I, 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 my, my advice to you is, I don't, I don't worry about that. Uh, um, right. Yeah. No. Thanks for the call. Good points. Uh, I don't. I, I don't I, believe. I don't I, believe Daryl Sutter I, will be a coach for the Edmonton. Yeah. I, I think. I mean, I don't. And I don't know. I, well, maybe somebody might have brought him up the other night. Babcock. No chance. Zero chance. I mean, I saw Craig Button, Chris Johnston saying he's he's done, and I, I think Daryl Sutter is. Uh, yeah, I, pretty pretty unlikely too. No, the, to me, it, Gallant or Quenville are your two best choices, and I don't know if Quenville is able to. So. Yeah, somebody asked me about Dan Bilesma. He's actually coaching the Seattle farm team. Oh, is he? And coach of, uh, He's coach a buddy of, of mine. Yeah. I played with him in the minors. One of the nicest yeah. people you'll ever meet. Um, and what was he? He asked, oh, uh, they won't fire the general manager during the season. His contract is up. Uh, if they decide that he didn't do a good enough job, he just won't be re-upped at well, the end of the season, I but think, they're not going to fire him. I think this was Ken Holland. Well, I mean, they could fire him, but I oh, think this I was Ken see. Holland's final season. Anyway, even if they were 12-0 and 0 right now. So, possibly mean, he said that he, he hasn't said he's going to retire, but he's sort of strongly indicated that, at least how I interpret things. Um, I mean, the Campbell contract, and, and I said this last year, I said if we're into November of this year and he's still not playing well, then it's going to be a really bad contract. Well, he's not even in the NHL. I mean, again, the goalies that were available were Huso and Grubauer and Campbell. Those and, were those were the three guys. And Huso, Grubauer, um, um, Kemper. Yeah, sorry, Kemper. Yeah, and he, and he didn't want to come to Edmonton. They tried getting him the year before, and Huso struggled in Detroit. So they're <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, it, obviously, it's been bad. And some, as a general manager, you're you get critis- you get the the heat if it doesn't turn out right. Well, so. I mean, and then tonight, hey, this wasn't a goaltending issue. The Oilers lost to the. To the San Jose Sharks, and it wasn't because of goaltending they lost. They lost because they couldn't score, and they made two big mistakes. The the one goal uh, was just horrible bad luck, but two big mistakes, and one a bad mistake at an inopportune time in the third period to give the Sharks that extra bit of cushion that eventually they needed. All right, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood is the first star of the game. Hurdle, the second star. Zetterland, the third star as the Sharks beat the Oilers 3-2. Rob and I give out the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Uh, we always try to give it to an Oiler, though I've been reluctant a couple times this year. Um, this was a tough one. I don't know. Well, I'll give it to Nuge. He scored a goal. Well, actually, but then Nuge the, took, took two, two penalties. penalties you can't take. No, you can't. And, yeah, and both of them were ones that he shouldn't have taken. Um, hey, you know what? Uh, what's the Pickard just got called up back <laughs> the to the back, Nas- the back to the National goalie. Hockey League? Good for him. Yeah, that's where, that's where we're at. We're giving stars to players who didn't play. 
Uh, Drysdale had 13 shot attempts, five shots, six blocked, and uh, two missed the net. It's amazing, though, how many shots we've seen as of late of Connors and Leon's that are getting blocked. There was a couple plays in the third period where uh, the little drop passes that we see consistently in the past that they would find a way to put in the net, they're not even getting the pucks on net. Teams are doing a very good job of getting pucks and bodies in lanes when Leon and Connor are on the ice as they're not getting any clean looks out there at all. Uh, I know what Brady wanted to bring up about the stuff out east. I mean, I don't I don't really enjoy getting into this whole east, eastern Canada, western Canada, Toronto stuff. I mean, the, the, the yapping about McDavid wants to leave Edmonton, wants to leave... Like, the people that are saying that are, are trolls. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I get it when they made the playoffs in 16-17 and then they were bad, okay. But, I mean, you know, they got swept by Colorado. And you still hear, oh, see, the Oilers suck. He, he'll, he'll leave. He hates Blake. Just shut up after a while. That, like, that's why I said to Brady, I don't care what those people say. I, I tune out most of it. I'm not they on don't social cover media. the team. They're just doing stuff to to inflame Oilers fans. So like, don't let it bother you. I mean, yeah, he could. Le- anybody could leave. Anybody could get traded. But I'm. I mean, the situation right now is is two nine and one. It's not what's going to happen at the end of their contracts. And and really, who cares? <laughs> I mean, I unless unless you let it bother you. But I if I, I my advice is don't let it bother you. There are more immediate things to worry about. Yeah, I don't have social media, so I don't read these things anyways. So I only hear from you. Well, a lot of people think you're quite handsome. <laughs> uh, no, got, I know you're lying. <laughs> we got Jim on the line as well. Sharks win at 3-2. Hey, Jim, you're on with Robin Reed. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. You have a lot of energy for 11.53 at night with a team that's got a crap record. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. how you'd fix so first of all, right now, you fire the GM, Holland, and you fire the coach. That's done. But right now, you ha- the Oilers have six players right now that are making, McDavid included, $12.5 million, $8.5 million, $5.5 million, Vander Kane, $5.5 million, $5.1 million, and there's a ridiculous $9.25 million. You get rid of a bunch of those players, McDavid included, and you have cap space for a goalie and good defensemen in the offseason. That's what you have to do. As much as the Oilers have McDavid and Dreisaitl, who actually are, actually are really invisible, you, don't, you can't win a game. You can't win a, a game based on talent. You can't at all. And what, honestly, the, 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 um, the, um, the uh, model of the NHL right now is the Vancouver Canucks. They're 9-2 and two right now. And what you do is you hire Jim Benning and Travis Green as their coaches because, obviously, look, Jim Benning actually um, drafted Demko, uh, uh, Pedersen, all those guys, and now look at the Canucks are 9-2. and two. So, at the end of the day, if you want to get rid of all those six players and you want Edmonton to get better, hire Travis Green and Jim Benning. Thank you very much. Okay, great plan. Uh, we have Mike on the line as well. Mike, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey guys, how's it going? Quite well. <laughs> okay, uh, my question is for Rob. I know I'm 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 not trying to cut anybody down, mm-hmm. but you as a NHL player, with the way Nurse turned over that puck in the third, I know it was a costly mistake. I know you guys have mentioned it, but the way he turned over that puck, he he pretty much got beat. The guy. Outpowered him. As you, as an NHL player, do you believe that he is worth nine point two million? That's number one. Number two is um, what's the one point? Uh, I agree with you, Reed, with the whole East Coast thing. It's just like me saying, "Well, Toronto always sucks in the playoffs, so why does it matter?" Or maybe Matthew wants out of Toronto. Do I make a point? Yeah, yeah, that doesn't that that stuff doesn't matter. Th- thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, I mean, Nurse. I he, mean, well, we've we've talked about it all along. Nurse, uh, if you look at what the players around the NHL making nine million are, is he worth that? Uh, no, but uh, that's not on him. He's. Not, I mean, no one's going to turn it down. Uh, on that goal, uh, he tried to do too much. There were other players that were at fault on that goal because when he put himself, he, he got himself in a bad situation. At that point, I think it was Evander Kane. He's got to get back and get on the defensive side. He didn't. So when Nurse lost the puck, it was Evander Kane's guy that went through and created the two-on-one. Uh, they overpaid for Darnell Nurse. 
they still believe he's their top defenseman as most nights he gets the most ice time of defensemen um, there's things he's a high event player he does a lot of good the goal he scored tonight jumping up into the play and the one where turn the puck over at the blue line and turn into a two on one uh, they the Oilers don't have anything better they're not going to be able to trade that contract um, you take the good with the bad, I guess, with Darnell. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 like, I was surprised he got that much, but I know from people I, I talk to around the league, uh, who who really have don't care how the Oilers do. They said he was never getting anything that didn't start with an eight. So I mean, the, the when we've had calls, well, he only should have got five and a half. He only should like that was never happening. Everybody, no. I'm sorry. Like there are some. Some reality, but yeah, you could argue he's overpaid yeah. by a, a million bucks. Sure, I mean that. I don't think that one play. I, I mean, every every defenseman in the NHL will get beat. Yep. Or have a Vinny play where it goes in off your stick or your butt or something. This, well, year, I mean, this year, I mean, I don't think he gets enough credit for all the other things. Like there was a block late in the third period. They laid down, put his body on the line for it. I mean, he plays he plays the game a tough way. Uh, that was a, a play though. I'm sure he'd want back the one on the blue line that created the turnover. Yeah, well, and like we've said, nobody's really doing well enough. No, the top so, to bottom. I mean, so, I mean, if you want to go through the Oilers roster and look at the contracts, you could actually argue no one is earning their money. <laughs> if, well, you, if you want to look the at the only it, one I will say Warren Fogel is. I thought Fogel, actually, had, you know what? He had another good game he had, tonight. He did have another good game. Actually, I'm giving him the four star. Are we allowed to do that now? Is it yeah, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, he created a couple of shots. Yeah. So I guess he wound up with a minus because of that one goal. But he's around, he's around the play, and he's playing in a straight line, mm-hmm. which is how he needs to play. 3-2, the Sharks win it. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com, which allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall, an afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Let's uh, have the post-game reaction here. Uh, Angie, I think you got Leon Dreisaitl, who uh, wound up with, uh, what did he have tonight? An assist tonight in 23-24 of ice time. Uh, here's Leon after the game. Disappointing losses for sure this year. Uh, this appears to be the worst one. Can you just tell us how hard this one hits Leon? Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't really know what to say. Um, I mean, we tend to, you know, outshoot other teams consistently. Probably outchance other teams consistently. But um, it's just not not in sync right now. Feels like so. Yeah, it's disapp- disappointing. Sorry, your power play is. It was the best power play in the history of the game last year, and it looks like. You just can't get any chemistry on that thing. What do you think? Where does where can it go? Well, it can only go up. Um, you know, when you're when you're gripping the stick a little too tight, um, in general, you know that that tends to happen. And um, last year, everything seemed to be going our way. This year, it's um, you know obviously not going our way. So um, I just continue to work at it. What's been the challenge for you personally uh, right now in the last little while? From a personal perspective, what have you felt uh, kind of the challenge? Uh, you know, the puck's obviously not going in for you. What's maybe been the issue there, do you think? It's just the way it goes sometimes. Um, you know, it's a tough league. Um, guys play your heart. Um, obviously, not, not too many guys in this room that, that have confidence right now, so... Um, you know, I'm, I'm part of that group, so um, yeah, just keep keep trying to get better every day. And um, yeah. is that just it, where it's like it doesn't feel like anyone's going right now? Have you ever experienced something like this, where you know some some guys slump, obviously, but it just feels like no one's going right now? Yep, great, great observation. That's. You can you just like you're a 50 goal guy, several years now. It just seems so crazy for you to lose your confidence. You score for fun sometimes how can a guy that's as good at scoring as you just stops you know lose your confidence in scoring i guess yeah it's just it just happens you know i've, I've had uh, weeks before um you know where it didn't go my way you know this one seems a little more drastic because because it's early on in the year um but i've had stretches like this before every player in the league has had stretches like this before so um i'm not overly worried um 
you know the, the goals goals will come and, and if they don't then um, you know you got to continue to to find different ways to score as a team what's the biggest thing you, f- you feel that needs to to change <laughs> I, I don't know I, we, we say the right words um, you know we go into every game with the same mindset um, we again I think out chance and and out shoot a lot of teams and it's just it's it seems like it's we're not deserving of um, you know bounces right now and and you can't you can't rely on bounces I'm I'm aware of that but um, you know uh, yeah just not not scoring enough and and uh, obviously giving up too much. Thirty second place after tonight, last in the league. Can you believe it? Three. Uh, All right, that's uh, Leon Dreisaitl. I mean. It's everybody sounds <laughs> at, at, at a bit of a loss. Uh, I mean, they're showing some highlights here in the last minute. I mean, Bouchard had the shot you wanted from the blue line. The rebound went to a dangerous spot, and the Oilers actually had more people around the net, and it, and it went to a shark. Now that's one play, but yeah, sometimes you, you you obviously don't get a bounce when you're shooting the puck a lot. But but again, there are other things besides a little bit of. Uh, luck that are hurting the Oilers like there's reasons there's and, and again like I said before the game they are they rarely play with the lead they rarely play with the lead and that changes how the other team can well play. It, it certainly does we, we saw earlier this year where the Oilers had their big win in Nashville and Nashville actually was really good to start that game all over the Oilers they couldn't get a break and the Oilers scored well, then Nashville has to open it up a little bit. And when you open it up against the Oilers, you leave yourself prone to odd man breaks against. But when the opposition has the lead, they don't need that extra goal. So now they're just waiting for the Oilers to make mistakes. They're getting the puck in deep. They're making sure they have a high man. We talked earlier how the Oilers, or the Sharks tonight, three or four times where they could have pinched in and kept a puck in and kept it alive, but they just said, nope. We're going to back off because we don't need that goal and we're not going to give uh, the Oilers an odd man break. So, yeah, the Oilers having to chase games, they can't afford a mistake. They can't afford a goalie making, uh, letting in a poor poor goal. They can't afford a player turning the puck over. They can't afford to get a penalty. And in the third period today, they took two penalties when they were chasing a game and Darnell Nurse turned the puck over. And on that one, we watched the replayer. Evander Kane was on the wrong side uh, at the blue line. So those mistakes can't happen when you're chasing. And tonight, they chased, they chased, they chased. And even with the benefit of a six-on-four, weren't able to get that last goal. And it just, you're, you're, you're hoping for bounces when you're chasing games. And the Oilers just aren't getting any right now. I think this is someone. Uh, oh, is this AH that usually texts into Inside Sports? Is this the same yep. individual? Yep. No, do you want me to say it AH? Do you want me to say it AH? Because we kind of joke Either around with fine. it on the air sometimes. Either one's fine. Okay. Well, thank you for calling. It's nice to hear your voice. <laughs> uh, I have two questions. Sure. One, I'm not concerned about Nurse normally, but that's the third one on one he's lost. And usually he's. His game is power. Yeah, because O'Reilly got that one in on him yeah. a couple games ago. A few yeah. games ago, yeah. So is he is he playing hurt and just not announcing oh, it? I doubt it. I, like if they're playing, you got to expect that they are they can perform. Yeah, it just seems uncharacteristic for him. Yeah, yeah, fair question. Um, the other question I have is on Holloway. Um, I was watching the game tonight, and I've been noticing it over the past few games. Is I'm seeing Patrick O'Sullivan. Huh. Oh, oh, I never thought of that. And that's not that's that's, that's, like that's not a compliment, is it? Well, no, he's got great AHL scoring, but every time he gets in the NHL, he can't find the time or the space. Uh, the puck comes to him, and it, he always stops it, handles it, and then tries to shoot, and by then the goalie's set up. Well, I remember there was one in the second period. Well, we'll have to watch for that more closely. I remember there was one in the second period, I think, Fogel got it out of the corner on the right side, and he got it to Holloway in the on the face-off dot. And I remember thinking, "Oh, he just couldn't get it off yeah. a little." Now, again, 
puck wobbling? Does he think it's yeah. going to get blocked? I, I don't know. But, yeah, we'll see. I hope he's better than Patrick. I'm, I'm glad he's getting more ice time, quite frankly, because I think that he should play with a better center to see what he can do. Yeah, no, I just, I've been watching this for a number of games with him, and I don't see him with a fast release. He always stops it. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't noticed, but yeah, I, I, I will watch more. I'm a guy that hopes that Holloway gets more looks. I think he needs to play top six minutes to be able to see if, what he can do and what he can contribute. But yeah, well, that's something. I mean, the one thing he hasn't done this year is scored a goal. So well, he doesn't have a point. So that he might have something. I mean, there. and we, I said this during the game. Uh, Darnell Nurse. I mean, I, I realize some people are never going to give him credit for doing anything. He has more goals than the Oilers' bottom six combined. Well, actually, I guess if you give Gagne his two. And oh no, wait! That a would be it. it would oh, that be, would be it because yeah. Ryan's at zero still. I'm just double checking. No, they all have zero. Brown's at zero. He's hurt. The only Holloway's one has at zero. Hamlin. Fogel is the only guy that has goals. Okay, so I guess it depends where you categorize Fogel because he's kind of floated around. Well, he's a been a top bit, six. But he's kind of been but yeah, in the no, top six. Yeah. No, the Oilers aren't getting any. I mean, it, it's there's so many things, so many problems right now for the Edmonton Oilers, and it. We we listened to to Leon here on on the radio, and you could hear the the frustration and the desperation in his voice. And then we just watched it on the TV in front of us too. Uh, and and, and I, I like the question that Speck asked him: How can a guy that scored 53 times lack confidence? Then I go to to golf a few years back, where Tiger Woods, best player ever played, yep. lost confidence. He couldn't hit the ball from 15 yards onto a green. It just when it goes, now you're thinking you're in your own head, and as Leon said, you're clutching the stick tighter. You're you're hesitating, and if you're a, a hockey player and hesitate at any point, well then you're in trouble because that hesitation allows a defender to get in the way, to get a stick in the way, a goaltender to get set. So right now, uh, a team without confidence is shocking when you think of the players that are on this team. All right, Sharks win it 3-2. The Oilers have lost four straight. Uh, you'll hear from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. We'll get in a couple more phone calls as well. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. David is going to lose the puck. Here's an opportunity for Eklund. He'll come in and the save made by Skinner. He'll hold on to it. William Eklund, a shorthanded breakaway at McDavid right on him. He tried to go five hole on Skinner, but he shut the door. I was just making sure Stu's in the game. That's all there. <laughs> yeah, big save by Skinner. Just three and a half minutes into the game, McDavid turns it over in the neutral zone on the power play. Eklund, a shorthanded breakaway. Skinner with his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass or visit Crystal glass.ca uh, Skinner with uh, 15 saves on 18 shots tonight uh, another tough stat line for an Oilers goaltender his record drops to 1-5-1 and one. he did make a couple other big saves but uh, got beat on uh, what was he beat on a 2-on-1 the, the weird bounce. bounce that was that was a weird one fair enough he had and no then, chance on that yeah, one and, then, and the uh, one right in the slot the one right in the slot where the Oilers uh, and it's interesting how far back Woody went he went back 20 or 30 seconds when he was talking about that that goal and all the little errors that might have led up to it. So, but there's been a lot of little errors and, and big errors for the Oilers. Three two San Jose wins it. Oilers have lost four straight. Uh, they're two nine and one. Uh, again, on a technicality, they're not in last place because they have a game in hand on the Sharks, but they both have five points. So it's uh, it's pretty lousy. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Is it Cherry we have calling in? Sorry, who who do we have here? Oh no, no, it's Terry. Terry, okay. Sorry about that. Hey, yeah, no problem. We all make mistakes. Um, you know the way well, making so many mistakes. I make a lot too. Uh, yeah, um, you know, guys. Earlier in the year, uh, a friend of mine, he works in the maintenance department uh, in the arena. There, he told me something that I found hard to believe, but I'm starting to believe it now. Um, he told me that a lot of the players, they're pro-Palestinian, and they really got turned off when the Edmonton Oilers announced they stand with Israel. It's, uh, you know, they, they said that a lot of the players are gonna are gonna tune out this franchise, 
their their hearts not in it after that night, and and some of the more prominent players actually might might ask for a, a trade at the end of the season. Who told you this, Terry? It. Who told you this, Terry? I didn't, I, I didn't believe it at the time, but I'm starting to believe it more and more. I'm not going to say the guy's name. I don't want to get the guy fired, but he's a friend of mine. He works in the maintenance department in the arena. I'm starting to believe And he it hangs out with the players. Well, I mean, he's, he's around the players. I mean, you hear things, obviously, when you're in the arena, right? And he said a lot of the, these players, they're pro-Palestinian, and they really were pissed off when the Oilers announced that we we stand with, with Israel, especially what's going on now. You see what's going on, all these children getting killed. It's starting to make sense now. I mean, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just a theory, but... Well, I'm Tara. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it as as just a theory. So, but thank thank you for calling. You uh, you got your theory out to the public. We also have Tony on the line. Tony, thanks for calling. Go ahead. I'm probably one of the very few Oilers fans that think this is doom and gloom. Um, I think they are going to turn around. But the one thing that's been bothering me since he's been hired is our defense has not looked the best, and. And I'm sorry to say, but if if it was me, Vinny would be our seventh defenseman. And I'm wondering, do you think by any chance, like for me, I don't know if I want Woodcroft fired yet or no. To be honest, I want Manson gone. He just seems like he doesn't know what he's doing. And it shows by the constant, you know, the constant, you know, mistakes that we're doing that, you know, you think that after a while, defense coach would say, okay, you know what? You gotta figure out what you, what you gotta do. Like I'm just wondering, would you fire Manson instead of anything? I, I don't. I, I think if any, they'll go together if they get fired or they will stay together. I think anything that happens defensively, it goes through the coach anyways. If the, if Manson wants to bench someone, he'll talk to Woodcroft. If Manson says this guy's not doing that, it'll go through Woodcroft. Um, you said you want Vinny as a seventh defenseman. Who's your sixth defenseman then? Um, bring up a guy from Bakersfield. I honestly, there's one guy that did good during the preseason. I'd love to see him have a chance, and that's Gleason. And yeah. he seems a lot more composed with the puck than what Vinny does. Yeah, yeah, good point. I thought we, we yep, agreed. They, Gleason had a very good preseason. I have no idea what he's done in Bakersfield. I have not followed that. But 100%, Gleason had a very good preseason and exhibition season. Well, and I mean, there'll be more change. I mean, again, they're limited with money for call-ups and send-downs, but with, I mean, Vinny doesn't make a ton. So you, if you wanted to do something, does that fix the entire team? I don't know. I think but, the, the, there's more problems than the number six defenseman, yes. Yeah. Jesse on the line as well. Jesse, go ahead. Okay, sorry, is it, uh, who's it we, who do we have, Angie? Sorry, I don't have your name, sir, but go ahead, please. Oh, yeah, hi. Um, my name's Sava calling. Okay, great. It's been a while. Yep. Hey, so um, I hate to do this. I'm just trying to change the subject. Uh, it's a really rough night for you guys. And um, I just want to give you a little bit of hockey information that I found uh, earlier this week when my wife was uh, researching uh, romance novels because she's into it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how you tie this all well, together. This, this is great. I want to see some, some of those have quite steamy covers, I've heard. <laughs> There is a genre of hockey romance books. Come on. You could No, here are some titles. Okay. Fucking oh. Around, Behind the Net, The Penalty Box, Pucked, <laughs> Pucking Sweet. Those are just a few. Well, so they just a lot, a lot with the word puck filling in for another word. Interesting. Did did you yeah. did you read any? How many did you order? No. My <laughs> wife did read one. She said it was okay. <laughs> but so I figure well, because it's uh, getting close to Christmas season and you guys always advertise like hockey books <laughs> or not uh, not so much advertise but uh, promote them this might be a little group to get for the people listening Yeah, I'll lives. have to try to get an author on or something. Oh my goodness, you just you just got me my yeah. wife's Christmas present. I appreciate yeah, that. That's she's, incredible. She's going to be happy. <laughs> uh, there's also a kid's book that I saw. It was actually kind of funny. I might actually just get that. My daughter's young, but eventually. It's called The Day My Fart Followed Me to Hockey. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, okay. I, just uh, um, I gotta thank you guys. Uh, you guys really put the season together for me. I can only listen to podcasts right now. My daughter's really young, so I can't really watch games. Uh, you guys do a wonderful job. Thank you for everything you do. Thank well, Rob and I love lo- love working together. And I'm gonna say this: like when people say, "Well, you guys are having a tough night," like 
we, Rob and I, we, well, I'll speak, I'll speak for myself. Like, we want the orders to win. I'm an Edmontonian, but I, I don't tie my personal feelings or how my job is on how the team does. I, I, I'm a broadcaster. Like, I've had games, and I've told you this, Rob, I've had games where the orders have won 5 6 2. And I've been dejected after the broadcast because I felt I've had a poor show. I've never seen you have a poor show. I've had several. Oh, I, I, I don't believe that. Well, you're, Although you're, that a good, you're a good teammate. <laughs> uh, that was call of the night, though. I, now I'm going to start looking for that genre. And I'm going to get them for all my buddies. Well, I've got to be honest with you. I'm slightly aroused. <laughs> That's not a picture I need in my head right now. Okay. <laughs> we need another caller. Is there a caller, please? Yes, we have Ryan on the line as well. Ryan, you got to follow that. Sorry. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, kudos to you guys. You guys do a great job, the whole broadcast with the color and everything. Uh, it feels to me like Oilers' offense is wooden. Uh, does it seem to you guys that uh, Edmonton can gain great possession and get into the the cycle, but the other teams know that they just have to shell out, collapse down, and then the opportunity comes, and they've got a two-on-one, they've got a three-on-two, yeah. and they just seem to score right after a power play or right after a great pressure zone for the Oilers that uh, the other team just, you know, shells down and then breaks out when the opportunity comes, and is that something that, well, I think just know about the Oilers. I, I think you make a good point, Ryan. And uh, I mean, look, a couple games this year, the Oilers didn't have any offensive chances. I mean, the first game against Vancouver, the game in Philly was quite poor. Um, they were shut out by the Rangers, and I don't think I remember Hyman had a chance alone in front when it was already three nothing. Mm-hmm. So you know, three or four games the Oilers have lost, they didn't have chances. Um, I gave the shots for the last. I mean, the the Dallas game, Nashville, Vancouver. Uh, especially, I know they lost six two to Vancouver, but early in the game, and then again tonight. So, yes, it's a lot of things. They're they're not converting, as Leon said. They're probably gripping the sticks a little too tight. Yep. Teams have teams know the Oilers are good. Many of these teams have been embarrassed by the. I mean, the Sharks had lost eight straight games to the Oilers. The games in San Jose, the Oilers had won five straight in San Jose and had outscored the Sharks 23-5 in those games. A lot of those guys were on those. That's humiliating. Yep. So, yes, I think teams are saying, okay, we might get outshot. We might, the shot attempts might be almost double like they were tonight, but we're not, do not give them odd man rushes. Do not give Leon a clean shot. Get something in the way. Deflect a pass. Dive in front of it. And that's we'll, what we'll, teams we'll, are doing. We'll yeah. try, you know, and if, if they get a bounce or, or Leon goes bar down, through five of us, okay, then he's good. But yeah, I mean, it's they're they're playing desperate, and there is. I don't know if Ryan meant this. Like, it's not necessarily just a counterattack because the Oilers turn the puck over <laughs> in the neutral zone a lot too. But but again, and and the quantity of the goals matters, but sometimes the order of the goals matters, and the Oilers are not getting leads, and they're not putting teams in that position where they got to cheat. Oh, like, oh, my God, we're down 2 nothing already. we got to get one back, and then the Oilers get a 2-on-1 because of that. Well, I mean, let's look back through this year. I can remember one 2-on-1 that the that one either Leon or Connors had, and that was Leon coming out of the penalty box at the Heritage Classic. I don't remember Connor on a 2-on-1. I don't remember on a breakaway. He's had a couple partial where he's trying to drive and go around someone, but we're a wide-open breakaway. Uh, how many times in the past have we seen the... I know a lot of them were in overtime, but there's a lot of times where two-on-ones, Connor to Leon wide open net. We're not seeing any of those. And teams are just playing smarter against the Oilers' best players because they know they have to. You can't stop Connor and Leon. You can't completely shut them down. You try to survive them and survive them by not allowing them to have the easy opportunities. If they're going to beat us, well, they're going to have to go through us. They're going to have to uh, beat two guys. They're going to have to battle in front of the net. They're going to have to, you know, pick a corner through feet. We're not going to give them that easy shot. And the Oilers have had, the, the Connor and Lane have had to work harder to get their grade A scoring chances. 
And when we've seen with every team that the Oilers have played, the level of urgency and desperation in the defensive end, especially in the house, the part right in front of the net, has been second to none. Tonight, San Jose Sharks, they knew they were outskilled in this game. But when it came to putting their body on the line, getting sticks in lanes, blocking shots, I mean, anytime there was a scramble, there were five Sharks in the camera. Yep. You could see all five of those guys because that's how you have to play against the Edmonton Oilers. And right now the Oilers haven't got the bounces they've needed or created enough opportunities to get those bounces. And when the Oilers do make a mistake, it's a big one. And that's what's happening right now. The Oilers aren't – the opposition isn't making the grade A big mistake like the Oilers have been. Well, in Woodcroft, I wrote down one of the things he said that uh, we – on that first goal, he said – all the errors but they said we weren't packed in tight mm-hmm. and that's okay so then even if even if one guy goes to the wrong man if you have your five defenders back hash marks and lower then somebody else is going to get in the way just by being there or block the shot but without even meaning to just because they're there well it, i don't know if, if you go back and i don't know if anyone wants to rewatch the hockey game but if you go back and and watch when the play is in front of San Jose's net. All five San Jose players are there. All of them. And you'll have one or two guys lying down. Uh, every time that the Oilers are on their power play now, when Connor starts coming from behind that, uh, a, an opposition defender is laying down. He's like, you're not making an easy pass through me. Yep. And he's laying down. He's forcing Connor to go a little bit higher or Leon to go a little bit higher. So uh, the urgency against the Oilers has been uh, top-notch this year and at times. The Oilers' urgency defensively hasn't been there. And, uh, again, the power play 0 for 4, San Jose 0 for 2. That update for Conlon Motorsports to help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. Sharks win it 3-2. This guy had the Oilers' second goal, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Have you ever seen um, such a profound loss of confidence for a group of 20 guys at the same time? Uh, Well, I... I I don't think it's a loss of confidence. I think it's <laughs> we're battling through something together, and we're working our we're working our asses off, and it's uh, we're not finding ways to score. And I mean, we're saying the right things. We're trying to get there, um, trying to make it hard on goalies. It's not going. Um, and then when it seems to be uh, a breakdown, uh, teams are capitalizing, and it's not any individual's fault. Um, but I mean, there's only one way through, and it's it's going to be together. And <clears throat> and uh, I believe in this group that we can uh, we can find a way out for sure. Ryan, as a team, why has it been so challenging to score? Do you think? Um, it's a great question. Um, we talked. I think early on in the season, uh, we we're we we're getting on the outside too much, not getting to the net. Now I think we're getting bodies to the net. We're getting our D men are putting the puck where we want them to, and we're not able to find. Uh, those dirty ones around the net and um yeah i mean we we obviously have done done it before we've scored uh we've scored in bunches before but it's not happening right now so we gotta put our heads keep our heads up but uh um yeah i mean it's uh, like i said it's gonna be uh it's gonna take everybody in here to, to get out of this difficult to keep your head up right now it's you know collectively given where you guys are well, I mean, of course, when you go through tough stretches, it's the easy thing would uh, just to quit on each other, and uh, that's not what this group is about. We've been, uh, I mean, unfortunately, we've we've gone through this before in the past, and um, we found ways out. Um, different points of the season, obviously, start of the season, uh, it feels a little different, um, but regardless, uh, we've been through it before, and. Um, we can claw our way out of this. Does this seem to be like a different test uh, compared to times in the past when you guys have struggled? Yeah, well, I, I think like I just said, just because it's start of the season, um, it feels a little different. Um, but um, we're the same team that we've always been. And uh, yeah, I mean, ooh, like, like I said, it's just, if it, it feels weird right now. We push, we push, we push. And um, if we don't get a couple um it's just little things here and there and no individual it's just uh i mean they're just finding ways to to other teams are finding ways to put them in and, and we're not and it's uh 
like I said, it's uh, easy to be easy. The easy thing to do right now is quit on each other, but uh, that's not uh, what this group is. Is it more frustrating that this team just won one game before tonight? Did you think about that when you came into the game, or did you just look at this as an opponent that could beat us on any day? Well, I mean, first of all, it's uh, the NHL. Every team has a chance to win every night, but um, and I do think, especially because they've they had a, a rough start, um, and then they just get a get a win in a two-one game against a pretty good team. Um, it gives you a little life, and uh, it gives you the confidence to, to be able to shut things down. And I, we expected that. We definitely came in with the right attitude that uh, they're not just going to roll over either. And um, obviously, uh, we we put as much pressure as we could, and uh, we couldn't find find a way to get done. Thirty-second place when you wake up tomorrow. Can you can you believe that? Um, no, I mean it's uh, yeah. I mean there's <laughs> it's. Uh, there's, we can't really be looking at the standings right now. It's 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 gonna. We gotta look within ourselves and, and not worry about the, the the rest of what's going on around us. And because it's uh, it's gonna take uh, take everybody to kind of get out of it. But uh, we know we know where we're at. We know we're we're definitely not where we want to be. Where we think we should be. Um, but we, we can't just uh, look at that and uh, and quit on each other. Um, uh, we got to find something within ourselves here. Can you what's wrong with the power play right now? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I think we're just, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's kind of like our 5-on-5 five five play. It's just a little out of sync right now, but uh, we're saying the right things. We're working. We're, we're winning battles now. Um, I thought tonight we had some good looks. Uh, even at the end there, uh, he, he made some great saves, especially from up top. Uh, Bushi hammered the puck and uh, it wouldn't go in. It wouldn't we couldn't whack away at uh, those second, third. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of just feeds into our 5-5 five five right now. Yeah, another disappointing night for the Edmonton Oilers. They are 2-9-1. and one. Again, that matches the worst record after 12 games in franchise history, and that year was 1993-94. Our next game broadcast presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers is Saturday, 6.30 face-off show, game at 8. Oilers will take on the Tentacles in Seattle. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from 5 to 7. Later today, I will have inside sports from 7 to 8. Big thanks to Andrew Cannell, our studio producer this evening. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Sharks 3, Oilers 2 is the final.